All right, we're going live on audio. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, at least my time anyway, I'm talking to Texas. That's right, <laughs> get Pennsylvania talking to Texas. And uh, I'm bringing on, I'm very excited with the branding here, so the marketing nutball. Uh, but this young lady joining us today as your latest and new guest co-host. She teaches, she coaches, experts, service providers, uh, current online marketing and sales strategies to close, sales and marketing right here, close the right clients anytime they want. Wow, okay, I like that. That's, a, that's like 100% close rate. We're gonna dig into that. So she is regarded as a top authority on digital marketing, sales coaching, and online publishing and business strategies. So she's been named top 50 must follow women entrepreneurs by the Huffington Post as well. She's also been named Chief Sexy Boss from her Amazon best-selling book, Sexy Boss, How Female Entrepreneurship is Changing the Rulebook and Beating the Big Boys and Others. Call her the wizard behind the curtain. So without further ado, we're bringing on today the creator of Sexy Boss Inc. dot com, Heather Higginwood. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I feel like I should like do like a drum roll. Uh, right. I do have my shirt on there for you. What does it say? Being the Rocking boss the brand. Sexy. Being the boss is sexy. I gotta have my brand with me at all times. So being the boss is sexy shirt I have on. Just right. for you. Just for you. Just for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking the hat today. Nice hat. Exactly. Got, got the brand and and my sticker on, on the coffee mug. So that's adorable. Can I get a sexy one. boss sticker? That'd be I awesome. Should. I, I mean, should. Amazon probably can. stickers. You just walk down the street. You ever notice that? Like sometimes, like street lamps, there's just stickers on. Stickers, yeah. I feel I'm like in Austin, just, so that's. We just everywhere. walk around with, with stickers in our pockets and just like, oh look, my sexy family. boss, sexy, sexy boss, boss, sexy boss. <laughs> we stay at a coffee shop. And all of a sudden, there's like a sticker wall. You just look over. Hmm. Sexy boss. Oh, look at that. Look at the fuel. Sexy boss. Wow. Hmm. Okay. You never know. <laughs> So, uh, you never know. This is going to be a fun episode, I can tell already. Yes, it's going to be fun. We have uh, two introverts on the line. So. Yes, yes. Um, although I had a guru on about introverts and ex uh, extroverts a while back. And yeah. uh, I think his book was The Introvert's Edge. I'll have to correct myself on that for the show notes later after the show tonight. But uh, he was like, actually, there's a distinct advantage to introverts. Because I was joking around about how I'm deep down. I was, when I was a kid, I was an inch, more of an introvert. I wasn't an extrovert. He's like, you'd be surprised. He's like, I talk about how people call me an extrovert nowadays. He's like, yeah, but there's a balance there. And there's a lot of success traits that introverts bring that the extroverts actually don't have. So, right. That's actually but, accurate. Yeah. So it sounds like you've dug into this. I have dug into this before. Yes. Can I help you create sexy boss? <laughs> Um, I, I guess that's not what it was intention, but just recently I was having a conversation with a, um, a con counselor slash coach and we were talking about the introvert extrovert dynamic and, and how actually that's been studied that managers that are introvert have, um, in the retail space actually have 15 to 14% more revenue in their team when they're introvert managers. But it was really? yeah and I think it's because introverts pull back and they listen they just an intro and extroverts have a tendency to pounce or demand and so they pull back and listen kind of like a container 
it gives them this piece, gives people the space to mess up. It gives people the space to ask questions versus an extrovert. It's like, ch -ch -ch -ch, you know, it's kind of the old adage a really good salesperson makes a really bad sales manager. I like it. I like it. And actually, sure. quick, I, the reason why I do videos because I love to rock people's brands for the YouTube feeds. So I'm gonna hold on a second here. I'm gonna, you gonna rock my sexy boss brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it off. How about that? So for the for the video watchers, we're we're gonna go live on some video here. And by the way, real real quick, I gotta pause. We had all this like technical difficulty stuff uh, before we started the show. I just love it. It's just the life of podcasting and online brand building. And she and I were just laughing our butts off about it. So you guys missed out on that. But I, here's the best part of it. Now that I'm sharing my screen, I can see you. <laughs> I don't know. Zoom.us, I love your platform, and I just downloaded your latest software because you guys convinced me to try out some new enhancements. But really, you're frustrating me to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm recording. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's this okay. is my sexy boss. This, this is my first time, Brad. I, we decided to have my co-host, my guest co-host, who's giving, who's honoring our audience. <laughs> She's recording it on her end because I thought I wouldn't be able to get it right on my end. This is sad. I've been launching the show since 2016, uh, but I accept my weaknesses. So there we go. Um, but hey, I love the I love the boxing gloves, by the way. Okay. Thank now, do you, you actually box? I do. All right. So that makes that's so much better because yeah, you know what I'm talking, you know what those I'm are mine. About. I didn't like rent those. Those are like sweaty and gross and nasty. But, but come on. You know people do it, right? They, they so well, yeah. That's not no. That's no. That's no no prop, dude. That's like. Yeah. So I used to I used to kickbox train with a boxer this this black guy may you know like fifty five year old black guy who was Super like a strong. badass. Nice. He was a hardcore kickboxer, Hard, hardcore like boxer kickboxer. He would train. It was like a dirty, gross gym. You know, when you walk in, it's all smelly. And it's all boys, and I come in and I would box, and he all he would say is like he would grunt. He didn't necessarily talk. He'd be like, is all you got? Oh, and that's all he would so he say. Was, he was testing you. He was challenging you. Yeah, he was like, up, down, up, down. Is all you got? Is it? Is all you got? And then he'd like walk away, you know? <laughs> is, there, is, this the kind, is this the kind of coach or instructor where like you could tell he grew up under a very, another very tough instructor? So he's like, well, he grew up in the hood. I mean, he yeah. grew up in like rough, rough, rough. And he grew up in the hood. And he also grew up. Right, you know, uh -huh. rough, but yeah, he grew up a very hard with the trainer that was intense and he used to fight. So, teaching mm -hmm. me as a girl was like Ponzi, you know, it was just, but he taught me a lot. He taught me how to get hit, and that's a really key part of entrepreneurship that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to get hit, he taught me how to take a punch, and in NFL and football. One of the first things that they teach the kids is how to get hit, mm -hmm. how to not only hit, right, to take someone down, but how oh. to take a hit, how to absorb a hit, how to take it, and then get back up, mm -hmm. right? But entrepreneurs, a lot of people, especially women more than men, and I can say that because I'm a woman, they're like, I don't want to get hit. I don't want anything to go wrong. I don't want anything to get hit. You know, and it's like, you've got to learn to take a hit and deal with and get up and yeah. it's the same thing in sports. And that a lot of women sports, obviously they don't get hit dance. You don't get hit necessarily. Even softball, you don't like get hit necessarily. You're not taught how to 
deal with that on a physical level. So I know, I know, go that into an emotional level, they go that into a business level. It's challenging men at a very young age. You guys wrestled, y'all learned how to like wrestle and stuff, mm -hmm. and you learned how to wrestle back and how to get hit and get throw down or football or bait. I mean, all of them, even basketball, you get hit in and you don't take it personally. You just like, you get hit. It's part of the game. Like if you're not, it's like, I always say to people, it's kind of like being a Dallas Cowboy because you know, the Dallas Cowboys rock anyway. And, oh, yeah. and looking at Jerry Jones, the owner and saying, and they're you know, an NFL player. And you say to Jerry Jones, I don't want to get hit today. And he would say, yeah, get off my right damn right. field, get off my damn field, give me my money back and take off my damn uniform. Yep. Right. And that's what people do in entrepreneurship. They're like, oh, I want to start a business. I want to start an MLM. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, it's a, da, da. they get all this rejection and they're like, and it's called getting hit. And I remember, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of failures in my life, um, successes too, but a lot of failures. And one of the Thank first God, because that's what builds the successes. Yeah. And one of the times I um, had a my first situation where I've ever been like in a lawyer situation, you know, getting sued or something, mm -hmm. I was freaking out. Like, I'm getting sued. We're getting sued. Like, it was freaking me out. It was something really minor. And it was just a test. They didn't actually sue me, but it was like, I'm going to sue you kind of thing freaked me out and I called my father at the time and I said, Oh my God, they said they're going to sue me. You know, I was just freaking out. And he's like, and if you want to be in business, deal with it, learn how to get hit. And I just kind of had this throwback and guess what? Now I have two lawyers on speed dial. I mean, it's just part of business. You know, I love you bringing that up because like again, this show, we talk a lot about health, business, and lifestyle. And obviously, clearly, you know, we're definitely leaning into that business sector, which is important because, and I love the fact we're bringing you on because, you know, hey, I'm a guy with a guy's show, but I brought a lot of amazing female professionals on here as guest co-hosts. And I loved your bio when I learned about you because you're standing for something. And I know I, over the years, I have worked with so many uh, female professionals, my bosses in the corporate world were, were female professionals. So I think, uh, for example, a very modern company is T-Mobile. They're very edgy with their marketing and stuff. I spent, oh God, five years with them. And when I was in the call center world, for some strange reason, in the call center world, there's just a lot of female female like professionals. It was a thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe dudes don't want to work in call centers. I can't explain it. So I ended up working for a lot of ladies. And I was very impressed by them. They all worked hard. They worked harder than most of the guys I knew that I was working alongside. I was like, man, the guys were like, I'd leave the work and people would be like, well, so what's it like working for a woman? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Just like working for a dude? What I, yeah, what's that about? <laughs> I, what, 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 what kind of question is that? I was like, yeah, uh, that's strange. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that, but um, it's the same. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure I'm telling you something you've, ne something you've never heard that before. So, and when I read through your bio, yeah, I mean, I've I been around like, my whole life, so it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you gave us a really great peek into the boxing, right? And then in your bio here that we're sharing on the more about you on the on the website, like you built a business, you've been sued, you've done boxing, you've even been a fitness figure competitor. Which I'm yes. gonna tell you right now, some people who don't know anything about that, and I'm a huge health and fitness nut. I've had a lot of friends do exactly that. 
There you go. Uh, yeah. I do not find, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and personalize this real quick. I tell my fiance this all the time, like, babe, I, I had a friend of mine, he's like, you call your fiance babe? I said, yeah, we call each other babe. I'm a babe, she's a babe, whatever. But the point here is this, we both CrossFit, all right? We're very big in our fitness. We're both training for a triathlon right now. She can out swim my butt. I'm trying to learn how to swim. I'll do any other sport on this earth. Swimming right now, not good. But the point is, I tell her, I was like, please don't ever get like ultra thin. And she's like, what do you mean by that? And I said, like, I like strong women. <laughs> I, I don't know how else better to say it. And he's had a proper way of saying it. Like, I like strong women. Yeah, I, this, that's this, right. this magazine image of uh, obviously, you were not a, you were not the fitness figure. Explain to the audience for what fitness figure competitor is, because I'm not going to try to explain it. You explain it from your perspective. So, first of all, it's then the NPC, which is the National Bodybuilding Competitive. It's the top one, NPC. Mm -hmm. Different levels. There's different organizations, but that's the one I went into. And then um, there's three levels for women. So, they have the bikini. It's called bikini. I call that the playboy look. Yeah. More, more like the off-the-shelf uh, magazine type thing. Maybe, well, actually, no, you probably. It's I mean, all about. Know. It's all about ass. It's all about the ass. Like, the, okay. you know, it's true. Like the girls who win, it's all about their ass. Like even the positioning and their. I do love a good booty. The yeah. ass, right? It's all about their glutes and ass and like their shoulders with that. That's why I see that in so many photos. Then they're always posing that way. Well, they, that's what they want. That's what the NPC wants. Oh, okay. So that's. Because NPC is like, this is how you pose. And then you got it. And it's all about the ass. Okay. So then I wasn't that because I got boobs. <laughs> so figure is the next level. Figure's bigger. So, um, and they have more muscle. You're allowed um, to have strength. You have to show. Yeah, you're more strength, shoulders, right? And so bikini girls are like tiny. You know, they look like play girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have um, the next level after that figure, bikini figure, and then consider bodybuilding. And that's the old school. The girls are like, you like, know, like, I mean, just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to better say that. Like, how else to say if, it. You, so, if you've got a V, uh, a V shaped, if you get a V back, no waist, it's like, uh, I'm not trying to be derogatory. I'm like, you look like the, the dude. Yeah, I mean, so I, I love strong women, but I'm like, wow. So that's why they created the bikini, probably, I don't know, six or seven, maybe 2010. Okay. And it flooded, it flooded bodybuilding because so many women didn't want to be the bodybuilder look, this big, huge, masculine, crazy stuff. Okay. And you have to supplement for that. And um, figures was used to be the bikini, but they wanted something stronger. So then the bikini bikini became, you know, it's literally like if you just to give you an example, if you go to an event and just a regional event, not even a national event, you could have up to 200 bikini competitors. Wow. One weekend, one day, 200 and figure 40, 50 is a big wow. show. You know, and then bodybuilding, God, 10 would be a big show. 15 would be a big show of competitors and one show one day. But 200 bikini girls. That's why I'm like, I, you know, 
I can't rock the so, so clearly your odds are better, you know, obviously, you know, in the category. Yeah, your odds get better, right? The, because, yeah. the reason is because it's harder. It's harder to yeah. the muscle. It's harder to get the definition. It's harder to get. So girls in CrossFit would go really well into the figure side. They wouldn't oh, yeah. never be able to do bikini because uh, they don't have a lot of muscle. It's, it's almost like a muscle and then like just massively tiny. It's like you, you have bones, tendons, and ligaments, and there might be a little muscle in there. But yeah, but, like but they have it. to have that butt. Like they have to have that's a, true. they true. have to got an ass and it takes yeah. a lot. You better to, be hitting your squats. So. Oh yeah. Those girls like hit squats like crazy. They just squats all day. Yeah. Don't, don't be doing those weird butt implants. I mean, that's just weird. I mean, they probably do. I mean, well, they're not supposed to be doing that, but who knows? No, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting to get into butt implants. <laughs> the, the, it happens. The, the, point, the point on this is that strong women, right? Whether it be health, fitness, figure, boxing, obviously business and entrepreneurship, right? So sexy boss Inc. So were you doing the boxing and that as well as the, the fitness competition, the business competing, was that all before sexy boss or did that help fuel, fuel the fire, you know, uh, for, for the brand? I did, I did kickboxing for a long time and then I did a figure show. Okay. And then uh, sexy boss started in 2013 I actually did my next figure show in 2015. So, and I kickbox now here and there, but now I'm very strategic with my workouts. So sometimes kickboxing works inside of that. Sometimes it doesn't depending on like what I'm trying to create. I'm trying to more, you know, shape the body particular way. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. So, um, but I just learned a lot from that skill because as a woman for years, I, all I did really from growing up, was dance, you know, and dance. And I did drill team and dance and all that. And that was fun and cheerleading and all that fun stuff. But, um, I think there's something huge missing in business and life for women in that competition. You guys learn that you guys learn how to compete. You guys can go out in a field of NFL, you know, football or whatever, compete like dogs and then go have a beer together. Girls can't do that shit. Because they're not taught to do that. They're not taught to be like, just get in there and and then like, Hey girl, let's go. Let's go have a cocktail. Women are so competitive and they just, they, they kill each other down. And it's, it's what they're taught because it's the survival. And when you're dealing with dance and drill team and things like that, that's kind of the, that's the, that's the mentality, right? That's the mentality. Yeah, the, cat, the, mentality the, the, cat, the caddy thing, the caddy competition. It comes thing. from, it comes from attention getting when you're in junior high, it comes at a very early age. Yeah. And so th there's a few, there's a few sports that women get into softball and other ones that soccer that teach a team environment, but that's, that's not majority of women. There's people that do, but not majority. Majority of men are thrown into something, if not just wrestling with their brothers or wrestling. I will, I will, I will say that. I mean, I, I grew up on a farm, uh, so I, would, I didn't grow up with a lot of that exposure right away. I had to choose it, and I tried. I tried getting into basketball. I didn't. I actually did not like the social dynamics of a small high schools. I tried baseball as you know, I'm really young. Then I tried basketball. It's like the whole popularity thing, and this is not as bad as what you're explaining in the female side. Um, I was like, man, I, was like, I just wasn't a fan. So then I got into martial arts. So obviously not kickboxing, but I ended similar. Up this school has this similar mentality of that, you know, of yeah. getting hit and allowing to get, learning how to, get hit. learning how to get hit. It's a very interesting thing that I talk about a lot 
and I talk about on other podcasts, other shows is like how to get hit. And women always have this like weird thing about that. I'm like, there is some huge psychology of allowing to get hit and then maneuver just like. It's, it's, it's that home environment molding. So it's funny, but I'm done with you here tonight. I'll be going out to meet at a, there's a newer healthy food chain restaurant. I don't know if they're nationwide yet called Core Life. I love them. I'm going to go meet, I have a regular sports psychologist co-host that comes on and she's awesome. Um, she's on the upper echelon of the millennials and uh, I have her on every single month. She's fabulous. We, we randomly run into each other in the CrossFit world because she's, as a sports psychologist, she's all over the place. She's bouncing in all different kinds of facilities. And then she, we do selfies and she does the Instagram thing and all that. <laughs> um, but the point here is that we're, we're going to talk about, like we always do, mindset, sports psychology. I love the female perspective versus my perspective. We're always digging into this stuff. And it is interesting that you're going, you're, you drive this home because why is it that there should be a difference? Now, I will say. We mean, why should there be a difference? What are you talking about? Why yeah. should there be a difference? Right, right. It's like, if the ladies want to get hit, let them get hit. I mean, I, well, I know some, I mean, I know some strong I, ladies. It's not about, see, see, that's what I'm saying right there. You just said it. That's what I'm saying. That's bullshit. Let them get hit. No, 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 no. It's about understanding how to get hit in any environment, right? Okay. It's not about competing with them. It's understanding when oh, yeah. about, it's a competing with oneself, right? Yeah. Like competing against oneself, how to allow an impact of any level and to be able to get back up on a psychology level. Oh, yeah. When I was saying that the whole let them get hit, it's not about me allowing that to happen. If she went to, my fiance wants to take, she's an entrepreneur. She, she had her business before I had my business. So love her. Um, and we talk about that. But what I'm referring to is like when, and I'll explain, because I'm trying to word it better, is that. When I hear people saying, oh, maybe you should be careful with that or watch out for that or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who cares? Whether you're male, female, doesn't matter. Transsexual, like, dude, take the risks, okay? Learn from taking those risks, whether it be an actual physical hit or a mental hit. But or, women are not taught that. Yeah. They are not trained at six years old. There's been studies that mm -hmm. have shown six-year-old girls that will say, it's my job to be nice at six, at six. And then there's little wow. boys who are six doing poking at each other. And they're like, whatever. I mean, it's an innate thing. I promise you, if you have a daughter, if you ever have a daughter, you're gonna be like, my daughter's the love of my life and I want her to be a sweet girl. You're not gonna say, throw her into the mud. It's because you wanna protect her. But the challenge with that, and that's fine, the challenge with that is when they get older and they get into this real world where it's starting to become gender neutral, which is yeah. great, think men are starting to look at women like, same way, I'm gonna treat you the same. And that's good, that's good. And women have to be prepared for that. Yeah. So it's almost like a catch 22, because right now we're dealing with gender equality. That's awesome. But we're also dealing with women going, oh, don't do that, me too. It's like. Which one do you want, babe? You know which what else? I, I, lo I love want? where you're going with this. What am I saying? Hold on, let me finish what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, go, which go. One, which one do you want? Do you want gender equality where men actually treat you the same at the boardroom and they treat everyone? Or are they gonna do like, I've gotta treat you different now because of the Me Too movement. The Me Too uh, movement was very positive in a lot of ways. It was also extremely negative in a lot of ways because what it did is it forced men to go, wait a minute, I'm not allowed, to, I thought you wanted me to treat you you know, yeah, normal, 
but then I can't say nice blouse. You know what I mean? Like it's confused people on the other side. And I think it's very important that we say in this space is that understanding that part of this process, understanding the psychology that's been there for 40 years, 30 years, 50 years, 60 years, 100 years, that it's still there and you have to deal with that. So I'm with you 110%. Like this, it's been a roller coaster ride because I have friends. I, I almost love the fact that I am an entrepreneur now because if I was still in the corporate space, this whole Me Too transition, I'm looking at it from the outside in and I'm like, man, what would that have been it's like scary. for me? Because I how do I word this properly? I've always had, I, I said it earlier, like I've had, I don't care who's your male, female, whatever. I've worked for everyone. doesn't matter. Uh, it, my clients, my biggest client, female entrepreneur. I don't care. Like I, I dude, you, you pay bills. Cool. You take risks. Cool. You want strategy? Let's talk. I mean, doesn't matter what your sex is. Don't care. Um, I, I'm intrigued to hear your feedback on this though. Oh God, whose podcast was it? I think it might have been like the Wealthy Wealthy. Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. She's been on the show, but just the Wealthy Wealthy uh, podcast, uh, obviously spelled financially and, and wellness side. She had on a, 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 another female guru when it came to psychology, right? And this woman was powerful. I mean, she talked about how she pushed hard her whole career um, to the point where people observed her as being cold, right? And all she was was a go-getter. She just, she just was not going to back down. She's going to get what she wanted. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, back to what you're saying, like some people did not know how to react to that. But then she also brings up, which blew my mind. I was like, well, I'm really intrigued about this, is the balance of femininity and masculinity. Do you know where I'm talking about this? Where, where, where I'm going with this? Well, of course I do. I've been living it my whole life. So she admitted that her story was powerful. She went through multiple divorces. And then the last guy she was with, he always supported her, but she was still like cold. There was walls there, right? Because again, she's very successful, financially well-to-do, amazing reputation. And then he came to her and he said, whatever her name is. And she said, he said, listen, he's like, um, I want a divorce. And he was like, you're not in this together. He's like, I feel like I'm just along for the ride. I forget her, but that, that's part of which how she explained his words, right? And she said that was the first of all those relationships that finally gave her the wake up call and something snapped. And again, it's a great episode. I have to go about find it, but it was just hearing her passionately about that. She's like, it, it, something snapped, and she finally like it made her realize like, wait a minute, you know, I do love him and I love what we have. And she realized, wait a minute, has it been me this entire time pushing people away just to prove myself? It was, inter- it was interesting. It was just a, I'm just very intrigued to see how you respond to all that because I was like, I'm just, I was like listening intently. <laughs> I listened to the show twice because I was like, wow, I don't know how to, I don't know how to analyze that. And I loved it. It was very powerful because I think there is a tug of war. She, she pointed out in here, she's like, you know what? She said, you can still be strong and successful, but you still need to be feminine. She's like the natural way of things in the universe, whatever is she's like, yes, women also bring the femininity to the relationship. And she's like, if you're so masculine that you crush your partner's masculinity, she's like, of course people are going to have divorces because you're not allowing the, the man in your life to be the masculine balance to your femininity. And it was a very intriguing episode. I, I, I have to find that. I'll have to send it to you. What do you think about all that? Well, I have my own story around that. 
I mean, my own story is Sexy Boss. Sexy Boss is that comes from the premise of Sex Transmutation, Chapter 11 in Think and Grow Rich. It's the number one underread chapter in the entire book. And it basically talks about the yin and yang of masculine and feminine energy. That inside of that conversation, inside of that context, right, it's being able to be what they call sex transmutation. And the sex transmutation from a male perspective is being able to harness his charismatic masculine energy towards success. So how does a woman do that? Well, that's my version of sexy boss. Sexy boss, what it means to me is two things. Being able to be 100% in control of your life, meaning being responsible for. And the boss part is understanding that you are the one in control of your future and your life. Hmm. Right? So it's not about, it's, it's not about masculine. It's not, a, some people have a sexual connotation, all kinds of stuff. They put all weird stuff around sexy boss. The intention was to say to women, you can own your life no matter what, what you are, if you're an sure. entrepreneur or not. And the masculine feminine energy is very important. I have a strong masculine energy, right? But at oh, the yeah. same time, at the same time, it's being able to tap into the feminine energy within yourself as a woman. But you have to understand, I come from, I'm a Gen Xer, and the, peop, the women before us who were successful were having to play the same rules with men. And so they had to feel like they had right. to kill off that feminine energy within themselves to be able to play at the game. And now those things have shifted and the, now the feminine energy is kind of taking, I think, over the planet, which is positive. It's mm -hmm. been able to be more inclusive and to be able to have a higher communication level. So what she's experiencing is something I've experienced as well. And I've experienced many times and a lot of women around me have experienced. Women today who are in their 20s and 30s and in, 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 in workplace have a very different experience than I did. It was very common for me to wear turtlenecks, to wear, you know, clothes that constantly didn't show my figure, things that made sure I didn't show I was a woman because I was surrounded by all men. Right. So I think part of the conversation is acknowledging that I am a woman. You know, it's great that there's a gender neutral conversation. At the same time, it's like, that's not reality. I'm a yeah. woman. I don't want you to talk to me a certain way. Will I go toe to toe with you? Sure. At the same time, it's like, do I really need to? Why don't you like lay off of my feminine energy, mm. you know, in the side of the conversation? So, part of this process, and you know, I, I would highly encourage everyone to read the book, Think and Grow Rich. There's a chapter called Sex Transmutation. That here's the thing: we as humans will say, "Hey, that person is charismatic. They walk in a room and they're this dapper person," but if a woman walks in the room who's confident and knows her shit, we call her a bitch. So you have to understand that there's this social conversation and then there's an internal conversation because they haven't had the opportunity or the permission to be that own sexy boss, which is owning who you are, no matter what that is. That's what sexy boss is. Everything else anyone says, they put it all weird. I mean, I've had women yell at me about my term sexy boss. I've had women tell me what I'm doing is horrible for the women because they don't, they don't want to have anything to do with sex and boss. And they're trying to make it so they're not sexy. I'm like, it's crazy. I mean, this you're, is you're, you're a strong, powerful woman. Why not make that part of your brand? I mean, I, again, ladies and gentlemen, I've been actually sharing 
uh, on the video feed, uh, her book called Sexy Boss, How Female Entrepreneurs Are Beating the Big Boys While Changing the Rule Book for Money, Success, and Even Sex, and How You Can Do It Too. So, I mean, everything you were just sharing, for example, did you channel all that into the book as well? Like that, that chapter that you're referring to, yeah. I was trying to find it in my library. I, I think I lent it out. <laughs> yeah, well, most people don't read that chapter. They skip it. They go to the you know, procrastination or mastermind or crap like that. But no one says, oh, I created my whole life around sex transmutation. It's a weird thing of a chapter. I think if he renamed it today's world, it would probably be like, you know, being your charismatic self or something like that. I think yeah, that he, book's been around for decades. It, yeah, you know, because it was I, it was also written in the 30s and it was very geared towards men only. And he yeah. wasn't thinking about feminine men, men energy. That wasn't even apparent. This is in the 30s. Women stayed home. I think I think you got something there. I feel because I think that there's still a company behind his brand, right? Through his family or whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah. If they were smart, they should remaster the book for each new generation, right? To your point, adapt, adapt the audience. I think they have, not for the for the generation that's really smart, but they have like thinking you're rich for women, thinking you're rich for dads. I mean, they have like all kinds of that. But I think generationally, re, restating what they maybe think. There's a book um, that was the actual, so there's Think and Grow Rich book, but then there's another book that's like, it's called the law of success. The thing is like that. Yes. I've like I've also a thousand pages. I have that. And that's kind of the original script of everything. And then think and grow rich was taken from that kind of like not watered down, but just like summarized. Yeah. So if you read the law of success, it's way more in depth. Um, and yeah, I mean, so the book sexy boss was kind of taken from my experiences but I talk about that chapter a lot and that I'm kind of in a way trying to tell women it's okay. I'm giving you permission to be charismatic, sexy, dynamic, own your shit. It's okay yeah. to own it and be in a way that's um, yourself, loving, caring, feminine, amazing, whatever that looks like for you. I think, I think people need to understand that, that that's part of who they are. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's yeah. huge. Like the book is like, it's huge. Yeah. I'm sharing that now again, listeners law of success. Again, this is actually in my audible library. I, I, I travel so much. I just, I, I jones out when people release books in audio version. Thank you. Because I have audio. Mine's an audio. That's what I was waiting to hear. Boom. That means I could add it to my library easier. And it's I, actually me speaking. I'm the one narrating it. Okay. That's a double boom. All right. Yes. <laughs> it, it's your brand. I can't yeah. stand it because I, I need to work on my own book. And I already said, like, I have, I have a microphone. I have a podcast. Of course, I'm going to do my own voiceover. I mean, why do I want somebody trying to embody my brand, my message? And well, you, I'll, you I'll give you some own? advice on that. It's really harder than you think. <laughs> oh, I, I've heard that too. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. I, you have to go to, I suggest you go to a professional studio, not because of the sound quality necessarily that helps, but it's because you have someone on the other side literally reading it. And I had this guy in my ear and he's in the other room and I'm reading. Oh, nice. yeah. And if I miss a V or an an, he would like, do it again. I'm like, ah! So I had to see, sit I, there and just be like, oh, it took me like six weeks, two hours. I don't know about that because there's some good books out there because they add extra content. in. The ones I really love, 
they, because they're in that moment and they'll break script. And some really great books I've listened to, very successful authors, they, they broke a script. I guess well, it comes down to what you're, what you're writing. What, well, it depends. Okay. So I would disagree with that, that it's great to do that. I would suggest do it the way that Tony Robbins does. If I did my next one, which I already in the process, nice. Tony Robbins, how he does it is he has a, a, a narration person, you know, like a professional narrate it. And then at the end of each chapter, he becomes the Tony, you um, know, so it's like chapter two. Okay. That was about blah. And he just, bleh, he does this thing. You know, and so you're getting like the content of the book and then you're getting the personality. And mm -hmm. so I would see myself doing that for my next book. I'm like either me doing narration again or hiring that. And then yeah. me at the end of each chapter doing kind of like the break, you call breaking, but just. Okay, so, so first book, Sexy Boss, that's all you. I, identical to the written script, right? Identical. Yeah. Identical. So the next book, can you release, is there a little teaser? Do you have a name for the new one? Or? I have a name for it. Yeah, I'm already in conversation with my pu the publisher. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So I mean, is this coming by the end of the year, 2019? What do you got? I think we're going to go a different way. So I'm going to go big this time. Um, so it's going to be a spring of 2019. Okay. So you're going big. Yeah, the other one was self-published. I did everything in 90 days. But um, this one, I really kind of, I'm going to go a different route. Okay, it's exciting. <laughs> See, I, I love hearing this type of stuff too. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing this. It's like sexy boss is still taking action, right? It's not you're going to slow down. That's I, oh I think that's God. part of entrepreneurship. You, you, you kidding keep me? Yeah. There's no slowing down. What? What? <laughs> what? I don't, yeah. What's slow down mean? Uh, slow down. There's no retiring. I talk about a story actually in the book a little bit, but um, I was in, there was a period in my life I was broke and well in bankrupt and I share that story and I was yeah. living in Marco Island on a friend's couch. So here's the story. It's really, really important. So I'm sitting on my friend's couch and I was there for a year and I'm in Marco Island. I'm just give you an idea of what that looks like. So it's gorgeous. It's stunning. I mean, if you want to be broke, it's a great place to be broke. <laughs> And on his couch, and it's right on the water, and it's on the Gulf of Mexico, and it's gorgeous. And the average age is 80. It looks so, like a retirement island. Yeah, it's a retirement retire No, it's, it's stunning. I mean, it's, you know, palm trees and gorgeous and green lawns. And it's stunning. It's gorgeous. But everyone has an Oldsmobile, and they're 85. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm there, and I'm trying to figure out my life. And the only thing I would do every day is I walk my dog and I take her to the beach and I watch the sunset. That was like the thing I would do all day. And I just remember talking there was, and then there was nothing to do all day because no one works obviously. Right. So the only thing to do is Starbucks. So you go to Starbucks and the whole islands in Starbucks and they want, it's not like New York where you get Starbucks and you leave cause you're busy. They get Starbucks and they just like hang out for like five hours. Cause like, where are you going to go? And I got to meet all these people because you just like chit chat. Hey, what's your name? Because everyone's like bored off their minds at this island. Okay. You're doing like so, island, island networking. Yeah, it's total island networking. And I met all these great people who are obviously older. And I just had this great conversations with so many of them. And here's what I learned. Number one, there was two types of uh, people on the island. Okay. The ones that were older and getting sick really fast and they're grumpy, grumpy. Grumpy, 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 those guys. They've probably been grumpy their whole life. And then the ones that are getting older, 
and they might have an oxygen tank, but they're like, come on, let's go to the golf course, even though I don't play golf. Like, they're like, <laughs> for. I, li- I like that crowd. Okay. Well, here's what I r- realized the ones that were grumpy, generally speaking, the ones that were grumpy were the ones that had like a government job for 30 years mm-hmm. and they were waiting for the day, you know, like their retirement day. And they got their box and their red stapler and they come down to Marco Island and now they're just like, ah, right? Quick, quick, nice connection to office space, by the way. I know. Thank you. And then there's the entrepreneur. Usually the person who's nice, they are some kind of, they were some kind of entrepreneur, business owner, something like that in their life where they, to their view is they're getting older, but they're not, their life doesn't end. They're just like, so I got that the word retirement is going to be gone from my vocabulary. I think it's the worst word on the planet because it's kind of like you're retired, you're done. And the people that had that in their brain, like, oh, if I could just get my pension, just get done, then I could live my life. They had a really hard time and they're the ones that they went down fast. But the ones that were entrepreneurial to them, they're just like, I'm just now here. Yeah. Maybe they might not be playing their business anymore. Maybe they sold it or whatever, but they just like, what's next they 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 allowed their lifestyle to shift they didn't shut anything down yeah like oh time to shift yeah that's a great lesson from entrepreneurs and i learned right then i learned right then that whole because look i get it i mean i don't know about you but i've been screamed in my head for years maybe probably from the network marketing days of like have residual income and sit on the beach forever your life and do nothing and you know retire that's the worst thing you can sell people worst because it's like i've been there you're gonna die i was sitting on the beach and it was gorgeous and i was around a bunch of retirees and it was not fun it was okay but it wasn't fun so i thought to myself self never never end never end don't ever end why i love that because you know, I, I actually, you know, it's funny you brought network marketing. It's like, I, I still have one of those businesses on the side. I don't really do a lot with it. It's there because I use the nutrition. It's actually sitting back there behind me. And um, they do the same, but every company is guilty of that, right? But I will say, it is a great model to teach somebody entrepreneurial, not perfect, entrepreneurial activities. Uh, but I think the biggest lesson that everybody has to learn is, even if it's a traditional brick and mortar business and not a online, you know, MLM or network marketing, whatever is that, guess what guys, it's always going to take work. The only thing that shifts is the efficiency of the work. And then the audience that you ship, like once you've built your team and blah, 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 now you're building business units. It's a shift. You're still working. Passive income is everybody's like, Oh man. So you make money online. Oh, see that passive income thing. It must be easy. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's still a business. You still have to run your business. You still have to do work. There's no free day. I mean, you can make it. It's up to you. That's called time management. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can have a job. You want to take a free day, take a day off. I mean, that's, this isn't rocket science. Uh, no, but it's still a business. Yeah, you have to put in the work. Like, for example, it takes a lot of work for you to write a book. It sounds like it's going to take you even more work to write this new book. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I'm, I'm positioning it differently and I'm, I'm wanting to do a different kind of launch this time. And, but um, yeah, I think the, the first book was just getting it out and just getting it off my chest and um, kind of making a wave. Um, I, just, I just got it out. 
I think a lot of people just can get it out. I'm working with a client right now. We're building her book out and we're going in a particular direction, but she's realizing, she's like, this is a shitload of work. I'm like, books are a lot of work. A book is basically a business. If you think about it, it's a lot of work. Everybody looks at books differently, right? Like it's, and it does. Like you can look at that as a tool to build your brand. It is a tool. It is a tool. But isn't it like building a business? Well, I mean, in a different way, but in a different way, but it's, 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 I can see what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, it's launching a business. Like every time you build a book, you're launching this new thing. You're launching this new idea. You're launching this new thing. And yeah. so if you don't do it right, it could really, you know, screw things up. But at the same time, if you do it right, it could really create a platform for you for the rest of your life. Yes. And, and let's be real. I mean, whether it be an audio book or a free e-guide you give away on your email list, these are all tools to build your brand, to build your authority, to build your audience. Because right. You were joking around, or well, not joking around. You were serious. I loved it. You're like, you're pissing off other women. Okay, they're clearly not your target audience. No, well, that's we, we can't problem. we can't make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's well, that's the problem. Like, that's been that's been the problem. The challenge is that um, because I have sexy boss, people automatically assume, oh, you must be geared. You go towards women, and I'm like, mm, I mean, as a guy, I'm going to really, get your book on Audible and I'm going to listen to it. Right. It's a story about overcoming challenges. It's a story about taking a risk. It's a story about saying, I don't know what I'm going to do here, but I'm going to make a change. You know, that's what this whole story is about. Okay. I'm totally going to do IGTV on you. <laughs> Let's see if we can do this. Okay. They we're just multitasking think, now? We're multitasking. I love it. Oh, it's not letting me do it. Well, oh, no, you can't do live on IGTV. I've noticed that. Oh, you can't You have to record live. the video first, and then you post it to IGTV. You can go live on Instagram, but then it's only good for, you know, 30 to 60. Okay, we'll do it here like this then. But yeah, we can record, and then you post it. So. Okay, here we go. We're recording. But they can't hear you, though. They can only hear me right now. So yeah, I'm you, have, you have to unplug your headset. Well, we can try that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because if you have computers, you can have computers. I do. Okay, there you are. You're now you're live on live on live. Well, tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go live and show you what I'm doing right now. Oh yeah. look, I'm going shopping on Audible. Ah, that's my book on Audible. I know. Confirm. How cool is that? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is proof that dudes can also read Sexy Boss as well. Okay. Oh my God, thank you so much. This is how you take action in life. (laughs) And that's all me, by the way. You get to hear four hours of me in your ear. Hey, (laughs) I'm excited. I've already listened to you for almost an hour. We've been co-hosting together on this podcast. So why not score the book? I'm very intrigued to see where you go with this book. That's why I'm always building my library. I like to challenge myself. So. Okay, I just did that. That's great. I will totally put that on IGTV now. I'm trying to. That's why I waited. See that? I timed it. Yes, you were going to record. I'm like, oh, good. I was going to buy the book anyway. Let's do it live. And it shows that men can take action with your brand and your content as well. So, this IGTV thing's been interesting. It is. It's, uh, I've had three days in. Like today, I think I published like two or three times. I've never done that that much. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, because you can publish as much as you want. It's just going to be a new release on your TV station or 
Instagram TV channel, or whatever they're calling it. So, but it's like anything else new, you got to put the reps in. You don't know what, where it's going to go next. So I was like, all right, I just want to see who starts viewing which videos more than others, because then yeah. I can adjust my content depending on what's got the most views. Just like on YouTube, just like on Facebook Live. That's I also true. like it. Are you syncing your posts through to your business Facebook page too? So when you go live, it gets attached to your story as well. That I am. There to you the go. story? I don't think the story. I think it just goes to Facebook. No, I have. So on my Live the Fuel feed, when I post my TV update, my video, it asks, do you want to sync it to Facebook story? And I was like, yes. And it goes to my Live the Fuel Facebook story. Because you can have a personal story on your personal page on Facebook, but you can also have a story on your business page thanks to Instagram TV. Okay, let me see. Hold on. Let's see. That's interesting. Next. Okay, so it just says this is very exciting positive. Facebook. It just says Facebook page. Yeah. So I then do that. I did that already. It'll it'll go. Yeah. Because I, I was it, testing it today. It's in, it it's goes in to the story? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Actually no, it went to my live feed. And then I think it might also be on my story. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Hold on a second. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you if you're wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> Instagram TV is going as a new video to your regular your news feed. My, my, if I go, if I post a story update on Instagram, that I can allow to go to my Facebook story as well. So sorry, that's a story update. We'll, we'll story update on Instagram. Okay, that makes yeah. so more if you, sense. So if you post a new story on Instagram, you can also make it go to your, because Facebook owns them. You can also make it go to your Facebook story as well. So yes, I stand corrected. TV will just publish a new video to your Facebook feed. And honestly, Facebook's not generating as much content as Instagram is right now for me, so I'd rather just double dip. Hey, I'm, I'm posting anyway. I'll get a few more views on Facebook, and I get to see how it performs on there as well. So, game on. Game on. Go get hit. Yeah. So, besides me buying a, a new audiobook, because um, yeah. actually we do have, we have to bring the show to a close already. Wow, I got to get over. I got to go hang out with Dr. Megan Cannon, uh, PhD. So, I hope I was of value to you. You are. Hey. I love it. It's all about a healthy debate. People are people need to have more healthy debates. We're not always going to see eye to eye on every single thing. The whole point is that's why you're a guest co-host. Like I want us to have a healthy conversation and go back and forth, and because it's all this great nuggets and knowledge come out. Did I and, debate with you? Was I debating? Oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, <laughs> um, I love debating. I'm not going to lie. I do love right? debating. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Sexy boss. She likes to debate. A healthy debate is Shocker. good. Shocker! I do love to debate, and it's and, it's, and you drop bombs on on thinking grow rich. Uh, uh, you got, we have a whole Napoleon Hill connection. I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm always like bringing them together. I don't. You know, people sometimes take that as fighting. I don't. It, it comes from my upbringing. Um, we would sit at a table, and no one would agree. We would just like, no, I don't really agree with that. Here's why. And oh, well, I'm agree with that either way. Like it wasn't a fight. It was just like, we're just having different views, different views, different views. But our, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I can see their view. That makes sense. I can see where you're coming with that. But here's another view. So as I'm always like looking at the different views of every side, not necessarily like this is the way, you know what I mean? It's like just another view. How I see through these glasses is different than how you see through your glasses. And, and that's the healthiness of debates is you're supposed to be hearing everybody's side and everybody's you know opinion because you want to respect that and, and and it allows us to 
look at it through somebody else's eyes, right? And understand, okay, that is where they're coming from. Stop this whole right versus wrong thing. Just understand that people are allowed to have their own opinions on matters. And sometimes it's good to share them because maybe you don't agree with it today, but then all of a sudden, maybe weeks from now or months from now, you're like, you know what? I remember when they brought that up and now I'm hearing more about it. And you know, it's starting to hit my sounding board differently and I'm, I'm open to it, right? Yeah. God, for, God forbid. But if you never have that healthy conversation, you don't know. You don't know, right? You don't know. Yeah, which is why I love podcasting. So, um, but thank you for being on today. Uh, there's something I always like to do for all my guest co-hosts. I want you to help close the show out. So, this is your opportunity to leave behind some final words for our ladies and gentlemen that are listening. Um, okay. It could be an all-encompassing message, a big picture thinking, right? I figured with your energy and your passion, okay, clearly you got a fire within you and I love you. So you fit our brand perfectly here. You, you already rocked it today. So what do you got? What, what, what's some, an all-encompassing message you want to leave behind? Well, it's a little bit of what we talked about, which is men, women, whoever's listening, doesn't matter. It's, it's about if you're going to be in business, if you're going to go an entrepreneur, if you're going to take risks in your corporate life, whatever that is, is understand that it's, it's, it's an understanding that it's a strategy and it's a game and looking at it from that perspective, it's a game, not in a bad or good thing. You can be authentic inside of a game, but we're learning to get what I call impact hit and understanding yourself and what, what that feels like. Then you can actually understand how to be successful in life. Um, and I always kind of quote, um, a, a mentor of mine where he said, um, Never stay where your presence is not valued. And there's a lot there in that statement. And there's a difference between getting hit in some way and then your presence not valued. I always go back to sports, you know, the athlete that got hit, it's not that that, that person didn't like them. They actually value them as a player, but they're playing a game to win. You know, so you have to really realize what's the distinction between being valued as well as maybe where you're in a place where it's unhealthy, where you're trying to get valued. That's where things aren't good. It's like always understanding your own value, knowing your presence and your value. And when you do that, other people respect your value. I love that. Wow. Especially when we bring back to respecting people's values. That's awesome. Yeah, it's respecting people's values. It's a, it's a very different distinction. It's a different view. It's not about right or wrong or debating or any of that. It's really about value. What's the value here in the conversation? Even if I don't agree with what they're saying, what's the value that I can bring or what are they trying to bring to the conversation? I love that. Well, listen, Hank, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. I shut the video down, audio down first, then video after we're all done. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's a sexy boss, sexybossinginc.com. Um, she Thank rocked you. the mics. I mean, I hope you can Heather. Heather, hey, CEO of Havenwood Worldwide. Okay. Yes. So remember, go check her out, sexybossinc.com. Get the book. I just did live on the air, people. Okay. Thank so you. When I'm traveling, when I'm traveling next week, yeah, it's on. Okay. I'm going to dive deep into the brain of Heather. So this should be very interesting, by the way. <laughs> so again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another powerful live the fuel podcast show where we fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. And remember you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And you're free of the pot.